if you come to Ohio, you El Sickos will pay. <laughs> El Sickos. El Sickos. Signed, the Circleville Writer. What the hell's going on? They do the story anyway. Duh. It is. Robert Stack's not going to back down. He's afraid He's of nothing. made of stronger stuff than that. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, I'm sitting back, kicking up my cute little heels, and Will's going to tell me the story of the Circleville writer. You just take it easy. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't want you to have to do anything like work. No, I would hate to have to do that. Although next week, <laughs> yeah. I will be. Yes. You'll be the one kicking up your stinky heels. We'll tell you what it is at the end, but yeah. Kristen already told me what she wants to do next week. This week, I'm explaining the entire story of a true case. Really, something of a true crime case, mm-hmm. um, but with you know plenty of oddities that I think elevate it to the, the realm of the strange. Excellent. And next week, we're going to get decidedly fictional. Yes. We'll tell you what it is 100%. at the end. 100%. Uh, but yeah, the Circleville writer. So for those of you who do not know... This past Saturday, Kristen and I had a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. We raised money for Planned Parenthood, which, by the way, uh, thanks to all of you, quite frankly, for sharing the page and yep. joining us and donating, we raised over $3,000 yeah. for Planned Parenthood. Yes, which, which was unbelievable. Unreal. It was not even in my wildest dreams did I think that we would raise that much. So thank you so thank much. You. It was so awesome. Uh, for posterity's sake, I'd like to include a link to the live stream in the, in the notes for this episode. So mm-hmm. that guide to the unknown feed contains all things guide to the unknown. Sure. But yeah, thank you all so much for that. So in that live stream, we had a, a live chat going just as we do right now as we record. Yes. And our viewer in that case, Ray had posted a question for us, because we were doing a thing where we were like going to talk to an online Ouija board, and they said, ask it who the Circleville writer is. Right. And we didn't know, I'd never heard of this before, ever. Yeah. Ray no. commenting it was the first time that I'd ever seen those words. Same. Uh, and on the spot, we both sort of were like, well, that sounds intriguing, so we decided to give it a light goog. And what I saw at the time on Saturday was somebody, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> sometime, was sending letters to people who live in a small town. Mm-hmm. They appeared to almost know everybody's secrets. Yeah. Somebody who was like, like holding... Gossip Girl. Is that what Gossip Girl's about? I think so. I was actually just uh, messaging with Stephanie from Books in the Freezer about this today. Gossip Girl came up Humble and I was brag, like, I... name dropped. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I've never seen it before. And yeah. she was like, you know, it may not have aged that well, but it's very fun. I think basically Gossip Girl is somebody who goes to a high school and has a blog where she just blows up everybody's spot constantly. Oh, okay. And then it's signed XOXO Gossip Girl. Interesting. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, I guess it's basically Gossip Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just go watch that. Bye, everybody. Um, so, but it, it definitely like piqued our curiosity and we decided to look into it for this week. The story is so strange, Kristen. Okay. And it does involve a murder. It appeared eventually on the show Unsolved Mysteries. Oh. Yeah. So that's why, that's why. Yeah. you little sneaker. They call me. We a sneaker. just recorded um, the upcoming episode of the Netherworld Dispatch, which is our second podcast that's hosted on Patreon.com/slash/gttupod. And Will said, "Hey, why don't we look at a bunch of unsolved mystery clips?" I said, "That's a great idea." I had it on the he brain. Didn't, he didn't tell me why. Unsolved mysteries referred to this story as the Poison Pen Murder, mm. which is a great, it's name, a great name, a yeah. great spooky name. And here is 
the story. At its uh, sort of like simplest, it is true. Somebody was sending letters in a small town sort of purporting to know people's secrets. Mm -hmm. But it feels like it was very, very targeted. Okay. Um, It starts in 1976 with Mary Gillespie, who was a school bus driver. So Mary Gillespie receives a letter. She lives in Circleville, Ohio, giving the story its sort of name. The Circleville writer sends her a letter. Mm -hmm. It was postmarked from Columbus, Ohio, just north, like, I don't know, an hour or so north. And it seemed to be alluding to an affair that she was having with the school's superintendent, Gordon Massey. Okay. Now, she keeps it secret. She keeps the entire, she gets a couple of letters that she's mm-hmm. just keeping to herself, doesn't share them with her husband, Ron. Is it because she's trying, spot. I guess, right? well, is it trying to hide her affair? She would claim that she was not having an affair at all. Oh, okay. So uh, essentially that su- suggests that this letter writer is delusional or yeah. mistaken or, you know, scary, mm-hmm. but incorrect. Right. Here is what the first letter says. And this is all written, by the way, in very threatening block letters. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's it's intimidating. Are they threatening because we associate them with, like, I don't know, scary things like the Zodiac and Robert Durst, do you um, think? I haven't or... seen Robert Durst's letters. Oh, really? That's scary. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're they're just weird block letters that you know, we I now enjoy know. scary looking letters. We now know that a killer wrote. OK, so. Uh, is the I mean, handwriting actually it's, freaky looking? Oh yeah, or I think so. Yeah, I think it's very spooky looking. Mm-hmm. It um, there uh, maybe I can even pull it up on the screen real quick if people are watching, but uh, the letters are very tall ah. and skinny in yeah. a way. Um, huh? Yeah, they are weird. Yeah, what's particularly strange about it is that it's written clearly on like lined notebook paper. Yeah, and the letters take up two lines of height. Uh huh. And then yep. they skip a line. And then two lines of height of these letters. It's just very odd. Right. So this actually is letter one if you want to give it a read. Yeah. It says, stay away from Massey. Don't lie when questioned about knowing Knowing. him. I know where you live. I've been observing your house and know you have children. This is no joke. Please take it serious. Everyone concerned has been notified and everything will be over soon. Everything. My uh, my good friend Jesse, who's a tattooer, is like a lettering expert, and I want to send her this and just just show her because it's you're right. The lettering is so weird. The handwriting. It's it's strange. And and phrases like "everything will be over soon." Yeah. What does that? Oh, what is the context of that? That is the the purest essence of threatening and frightening. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. She gets another letter that reads, "Lady." This is your last chance to report him. I know you are a pig and will prove it and shame you out of Ohio. A pig sneaks around and meets other women's husbands behind their backs only. Because families home... Oh, causes family... It's all... Yeah. I I wrote... I even typed it with all the typos. Yeah. So it's screwing me up now. Causes families, homes, and marriages to suffer. You are such a pig and I will prove it. (laughs) That's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> you are such a pig. And, I'm gonna, and I will prove it. I'm going to prove that you're a pig. It was like a subjective insult yeah, yeah. that no one really knows what exactly it means. Um, why doesn't he come to your rescue? 
or has he too much to lose? His wife, in which pigs like you take advantage of. His $28,500 a year job, or his kickbacks. How's your little girl? Will she grow up to be like you? Oh my God. Just venomous yeah. and psychotic. So yes. like I said, she keeps the letters What's secret. this guy's job again? The guy who's Massey's? writing the letters? No, no. What's Massey's job? Like I don't know. Kickbacks? <laughs> Not a writer. Uh, superintendent okay. of schools. I wonder what $28,000 is in today's money. Yeah. Let's see. 28000 in <laughs> in 1975 today. Mm-hmm. It's about $150,000. Not too bad for Massey. That's crazy. 50 years later and it... Yeah. <laughs> like triples? Triples. This is going Wasn't like it? seven times. Oh, it was 28. <laughs> for some reason, I thought 48. No. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Boy. That's crazy. It anyway. Is. So she hides these letters and then one day a letter shows up at the house that's addressed to her husband. Oh, my God. Ron. This is very freaky. And I don't know what he wants, by the way. Right. Now, I, I should... Does it, well, yeah, you're right. I'm He's not, not demanding sure. anything, is he? Not. It's Here is why this story is is weird and mm. there are plenty of places now that i've now that i've looked up the story of the circleville writer this has been covered in a million different places i just don't listen to a lot of like true crime shows and stuff so i, I didn't come across it yeah. myself there's a lot of uh info and the story has slight alterations depending on where you read it or less alterations more omissions uh-huh. right so these are the letters that are commonly printed online that you can find for yourself so i've got them from thought catalog is what i had just pulled up on the screen i've seen them from a bunch of different places though it's not clear to me if these are literally the first letters that ever came right these are the ones that were shared right i'm not sure mm-hmm. uh, because looking at these letters i don't know what this guy wants does he want her to admit the affair that she's having with the superintendent. Why does he say, why won't he come to your rescue? What does that mean? Right. You know I, mean, I mean, yeah, she hasn't known that she was in trouble to this it's, point. It's strange. Like I wouldn't really know what I'm, supp- if this is all there is. Mm-hmm. And for the sake of this episode, I have to just sort of go by this is what I got. Right. I would not know what this guy wants. Right. What do you do to make this stop? What are his demands? How do I make you happy? Yeah. So finally her husband, Ron, gets this letter mr gillespie you are doing a lot for her no one cares that much for anyone this day make him come to her rescue but he won't he's being awful good lately he knows what he must do but he won't make her admit the truth call the school board his affairs must stop everyone will know soon think of yourself is this like massey's partner should uh, right so that's yeah. one of the theories spoiler alert nobody knows who this person is okay this person is never mm-hmm. confirmed no identity for the this writer because it seems so personal it does you know you would think these letters would be going because even that one to ron gillespie is like his affairs mm-hmm. superintendent massey's right must stop right write this letter to massey yeah right leave the gillespie's alone right what are you doing but maybe he was because it yeah. seems like... And, and Massey just didn't come forward with that. I've got conflicting reports as well that the letter writer was messaging other people in town with other vendettas. Uh-huh. But there's also a grand theory that this was all somehow politically motivated around Superintendent Massey's reputation, oh the God. sheriff's reputation. There are countless theories here. Yeah. Too many theories to mention. I cannot encapsulate this entire story. 
This is just the, the timeline that I'm sort of cherry picking to show because right. it's so wild. Right. Holy Toledo. So things get complicated from here. So right now our central figures are Mary, who is a bus driver, her husband, Ron. The letter writer is saying that Mary is having an affair with Superintendent Massey. Mm -hmm. She is saying that is not true, but she kept the letter secret from her husband because they were scary and threatening and she didn't want it to kick up dust that maybe wasn't even there to begin with. Who knows? But now Ron knows about the letters. Yeah. The sphere is about to grow. Nice, Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen, that was amazing. There's a video, there's a YouTube video. If you just put nice Ron into YouTube, you'll see a woman uh, videotaping. It's from her point of view, like through her camera. She's There are like a whole bunch of deer in this yard, like all gathered right by the door. And then you hear like, and all the, de- the, the deer, deer disperse. Away. And she goes, nice Ron. And he goes, I sneezed. Oh, I'm not allowed to sneeze. And it just cuts off. And it's so funny i think that's one of the things i've laughed hardest at <laughs> it's in, one of the funniest like in my things. life it's one I, of the funniest things i've ever seen beside myself when i first discovered that it's just such a great microcosm of like a domestic it's so slice of life yeah it's like sneeze oh i'm not allowed to sneeze i'm not allowed to sneeze like oh i did something so horrible i sneezed and it scared the deer away but the thing that heightens it even more is that she's filming the deer and she clearly hits stop on the recording before he's done talking so he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, oh totally. I sneeze. Oh, I'm not allowed to sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, it's that. so good. Nice, Ron. A nice moment punctuated with a little domestic squabble. So anyway. <laughs> I encourage you to look it up. It's one of my favorites. Look up nice, Ron. You'll yeah. find it. It's fantastic. So uh, Mary and Ron share these letters and what's going on with Ron's sister, Karen, and her husband, Paul. Okay. Paul is going to be a big figure in everything that goes forward. All right. Enter Paul stage left. Yes. They also tell Paul's sister, but she never comes back. So I'm leaving (laughs) her out. Anyway, Mary had a theory at the time. She goes, the person who's writing me these letters, I feel like might be this other bus driver. Mm -hmm. There was this other bus driver who had tried to sort of like come on to me and I rejected, I spurned his advances. Maybe he is somehow a sicko getting his revenge on me or something, or even trying to like damage my reputation yeah, or something who knows. But I think it's this guy, this other bus driver. So collectively Mary, her husband, Ron, Ron's sister, Karen and her husband, Paul, they all go, all right, here's what we're going to do. Paul, you're going to write a letter. You're going to write a letter to this other bus driver. Uh-huh. who We think might be the anonymous writer. You're going to say, I know you're that writer. I know it's you and you'd better back off. You'd better stop it. Okay. They send this letter to this suspected other bus driver who might be writing these letters. Kristen, the letters stop. Oh, okay. Seems pretty cut and dry, right? Certainly seems that way. Yes. It seems cut and dry, right? Yes. It's not. Of course not. So a year later, 1977, evidently the letters start after a time and then this event happens in 77 and i'm going to read you this directly from thoughtcatalog.com all links sources are going to be in the show notes uh on gttubod.com on august 19th 1977 ron gillespie received a call and suddenly became angry Mm -hmm. this call comes to their house we do not know what he hears on the other end of the call to this day we do not know but it enrages him 
He gets his gun and he told his kids he was going to talk to the person who was writing the letters. Mm -hmm. So presumably, maybe that was the person that was on the phone. Right. A few hours later, Ron Gillespie was found dead. Oh. The result of crashing his truck into a tree. Before he died, somewhere between getting the phone call Mm -hmm. and saying, I'm going to go confront the guy who wrote the letters and his body being found, he fired his gun. Huh. Okay. The gun was fired once. On Unsolved Mysteries, they show this, a reenactment where he... He's like, he's on the phone and gets all angry and he hangs it up. And then he walks over to like. Just shoots his gun. (laughs) Yeah. He walks over to like a teeny tiny cabinet by the front door, opens the top drawer, moves like a napkin. And there's a gun (laughs) in there. (laughs) Everybody, please. I implore you. If you're a gun owner. Yeah. Let's, let's get it a little safer than a napkin. Let's let's lock it up. A napkin's not going to do. All right. Don't go by unsolved mysteries reenactments. (laughs) Right. We're not playing by those rules. Come on. We got to get serious about gun control. God. Yeah. (laughs) No more napkins. No more napkins. No more napkins. Seriously, we're in hell. Don't cut it. Yes. Anyway, so the official police report from Sheriff Dwight Radcliffe says that Ron died as a result of drunk driving. Don't drive drunk. There's a lot going on. Despite Ron's friends and family saying he rarely drank. And had not been drinking that day. Mm-hmm. So even that I just want to underline. Because this is such an odd mystery. It's perplexing to me sometimes the way that people talk about mysteries yeah. like this. Where it's like, it it's sort of already enough for there to be an anonymous writer. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, why? It, it, it seems possible certainly in the realm of possibility yeah for ron to have been drunkenly driving yeah but then they make a point of saying he never drank and he wasn't drunk that day the implication of which could only possibly be what someone got him drunk or staged it to like what do you mean no so what's, i what mean are you saying? people drink secretly all the time exactly that's that's so, what i'm saying yeah it's just weird to to say after this accident, like, well, that's not possible. You, never you don't want to believe it. You don't want to believe it, yeah. but that seems to be what happened. It has to be. Um, after Ron's death, other residents in Circleville began receiving letters alleging that Sheriff Dwight Radcliffe is now at Loopton. He was involved in a cover-up relating to Ron Gillespie's death. Basically, Paul, mm-hmm. the brother-in-law, starts being like there was foul play involved. And uh-huh. the sheriff says, you're right. It does feel like there was foul play involved. And then the sheriff is going to flop and on the record say, no, drunk driving accident. Which now makes... The, 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 it's getting murkier and murkier. Yeah. Muddier and muddier. It's getting... Incre- even for me trying to read this, right. especially for me trying to tell you this, the more you read about this, the sort of harder it gets to actually find a concrete truth anymore. Yeah. Someone sending you a letter that you can look at and take a photo of and post online is cut and dry. Mm-hmm. But this sort of like missing time and he never drank and it was and an he accident. Shot no, it a wasn't. Gun. He shot one time. But nobody's reported being shot, right? Exactly. So what happened? Was there some sort of an altercation where he did confront the writer? Yeah. Got off one shot and the person got away. Right. I or he fired a warning shot in the air. Yeah, here I yeah. come, right. writer. Yeah. I see you, Circleville writer, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to get you. Yeah, with I, my gun. Pew, pew. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It, it gets so swampy. Boy. Uh, so Radcliffe said that he thought there was foul play involved at first. 
Um, however, the other person involved, uh, they thought there was another suspect mm -hmm. here. They thought they had clocked somebody else besides the bus driver guy. Okay. Um, who passed a polygraph. This other guy passes a polygraph. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows who the writer is still. Right. Um, I mean, those polygraphs aren't good, though. I know. We know that, too. So... You know, yeah, so there, could be. And there are straight up flaws in here. Yeah. Uh, wait till you hear what they do to Paul. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although, well, we'll get there. So, uh, uh, Ron's autopsy showed a blood alcohol content of 0.16, mm -hmm. which is quite drunk. Yeah. Um, so that's, he believed officially to have been the cause of his death. After all this, after, after his death, after mm -hmm. Ron Gillespie's death, his wife, Mary Gillespie, reveals she is having an affair with Superintendent Massey. Oh, my God. Uh, she was doing it the whole time. No. No, Strangely, she claims she that was this... not having an affair when the letters started. But then talking about them and conferring about them with Massey created a spark? It was like a good idea? Maybe we should. If they're saying it anyway, you may as well do we it, may, right? It would be so funny if we just like... <laughs> Can you imagine if we like kissed? Like celebrated or something? <laughs> like, they're saying it anyway. Couldn't, that would be so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. Wouldn't it be so <laughs> we weird... We should get back at them. Oh. If we like kissed. It'd be so weird. It'd be so weird if I like gave you like a smooch and like yeah. confessed my love to you. My dearest, <laughs> my darling. <laughs> um, I, I, that is so unlikely and odd to me. Now... Yeah, I don't know about that. Guide to the Unknown is not going to make any claims. All of this is alleged. Of course. However, it seems like very odd timing to me. Yeah. That she ends up having an affair with the guy who, who she she's ac being accused yeah. of having an affair with when this all began. Right. Her husband is now dead, and it's about to get even stranger. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess they were like, well, we can be together publicly now because your husband's dead. Now, I don't but know we don't want to admit I know. that. Yeah. I also want to say I'm not clear on whether or not it was like announced at Ron Gillespie's funeral. <laughs> no, I, I don't think they stood up with their hands clasped. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, we have an announcement to make. They probably gave it a little this time. Is, this funeral is also a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think so. No, people probably just started seeing them out and about together at the local Piggly Wiggly. Probably. Put two and two together. Yes. And then when they were forced to acknowledge it they're like yes we are together now but we weren't before yeah we're together now but yeah and stay with me for this because it's yeah. weird we were not <laughs> together when we were said to have been together right <laughs> it's very 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 weird yeah and uh it's only gonna get weirder but let's take a quick break all right let's all right. do it i mean i think that we've got to We've got to talk about patreon.com slash gttupod. This is where you can donate monthly to support the show. We have a number of different tiers, so you can find whatever is comfortable for you. And we have bonus episodes that come up, excuse me, come out every single week. So if you donate at the highest tier, which is $13, you get those weekly. And then we have options that sort of go down from there, and you get episodes that alternate weeks. You're going to find a fit. Yeah. I'm going to find something that feels real nice. Yep. Something will work for you. And it helps keep the show going. It supports me and Will. It's such a big deal to us. So thank you so much to everybody who already does it. And we have like a bajillion bonus episodes over there already. All of the commentaries for all the Scream movies, um, all kinds of stuff. And a Discord, yeah. which is a really cool um, like chat, chat community. Yeah, with a lot of topics. Yeah, popping off every day. Now, you mentioned bonus episodes, Chris, and I want to yeah. let you know. 
that this past Monday we released episode 64 mm -hmm. of our Patreon podcast, The Netherworld Dispatch. Yeah. And on that episode, we looked at different scary subreddits from, well, obviously Reddit. Yes. <laughs> but we looked at all the spooky things that people are talking about right now. We watched clips mm -hmm. of things that people are sharing that are spooky. And we also saw a, a like a lost video, a lost yeah. movie, a lost film yes. from Nickelodeon called Crybaby Lane. Yep. And Sabrina the Teenage Witch introduces it like some sort of a G-rated Elvira. Yeah, which is such an amazing parallel to make. You were absolutely on the money with that. That's exactly what's going on. And it's very strange, but awesome. It's so strange. There's a great moment where we shared a clip of this on uh, our social media, at GTTU pod. Mm -hmm. There's a great moment where she's like, so lean back with some popcorn and, uh, and she sort of like bites oh, yeah. her nails. <laughs> There's like a weird chaste, suggestive quality yeah. to this. She goes, and maybe some company. Yep. And then she wiggles her fingers and does some magic and summons some guy. Somebody. They never acknowledge who. He doesn't speak or anything. But all of a sudden, there's just like a boy on the couch with her. And sound effects go like, ooh, and like cat call. <laughs> yeah. And he looks like, you know, like a 90s. Like a 90s dude. dude. I wouldn't even say a 90s hunk. He no. looks like just some guy. Some guy. With his um, sunglasses, like, propped up on his forehead. It's as if on set they were like, we need some guy for this shit. <laughs> right. Any guy. And they found a guy and pulled him over to sit on the couch. And they share a little popcorn, but the suggestion is there. Right. That they might... Watch Crybaby Lane together. Yeah. Inch, yeah. Uh, uh, slightly closer. Right. <laughs> they keep their distance. There's plenty of room between them. Yes, Kristen's referred to it as <laughs> leaving room for the Lord. Yeah, you gotta. Goddamn made me laugh. <laughs> uh, and as Chris mentioned at the top of the show, we've already got the next Netherworld mm -hmm. Dispatch in the can. We're set yeah. with it. We look at unsolved mysteries, not just clips from shows, mm -hmm. which we certainly do. We look at the show itself by the end. We figure this whole thing out. I learned a friggin' lot. We learned a lot about the show Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, I consider myself a big fan of Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. and there was a ton of stuff that I didn't know and that I've, I've got work to do. Yes. I've got my work cut out for me. It's all waiting for you mm -hmm. on patreon.com slash gttupod. Yeah. One final call to action, as they say in the biz. Yeah. I want people to send us stuff to react to on the Netherworld Dispatch, where we have the freedom Please. to watch clips. Send us spooky stuff you want us to, to look at on the Netherworld Dispatch, and very specifically, send us episodes or moments from Unsolved Mysteries oh, that'd be great. you want to share with us, because I definitely want to look at something going forward. Yeah. Send that stuff to gttupod at gmail.com. Timestamps would be great, too. Yeah, absolutely. But let's All get right. back to the Circleville writer. Yes, it's a little writer boy. So... Uh, in 1977, Ron Gillespie is found dead, mm -hmm. killed, question mark. Right. Right. 77 to 1983, very ambiguously, my research reveals that the letters continue. Okay. In what form, I am not entirely sure, yeah. admittedly. But the writer is still targeting, very specifically, Mary Gillespie, hmm. although it is said that they're sending letters to other people as well. Um, I've got um, an example of uh, another one of these letters that I just think is so kind of spooky yeah. and interesting. If you want to, if you want to read this, yes. you can see it there at the top. I just okay. love how, it, I love how they look. Uh, and, um, and when I say things like I love, yeah, I know I look at all these things. Uh, let me also get this out. Cause I famously am not a true crimey person these are real people these are real people's lives i don't want to toy with them mm -hmm. this is almost like somebody taking reality and pushing it to an absurd 
level where it's yeah. fascinating to look at and it makes my brain go crazy with like almost a fiction story couldn't do this justice right but yeah please read that letter okay it says it says please pleased pleased let's keep writer happy you have been watched failure to comply and you shall suffer no one can help no one can protect you obey obey Get Mr. Massey elected to some type office or you will surely pay and the town of Circleville shall too. It is on you. See, now I don't have a great timeline of each individual letter, but yeah. this must have just been in the mix somewhere. Um, What's oh, I, going on? I know. It, what is going on? It's confusing. Was Mr. Massey writing some of these things? There was a theory that it might have been Mr. Massey's son. Uh -huh. There was a theory that it might have been his wife. Right. There was a prevailing theory that experts today, as recently as last year, all mm -hmm. seem to agree on. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Because, um, I mean, why is it all about elevating Mr. Massey? I, there is so much. I didn't mention this, but I, I should have. In one of the letters to Ron Gillespie... The writer urges, kill them both. I know where you live. You're pushing your luck. All right. So it's not very elevating, Mr. Massey. And also the first one she got wasn't either. It's, yeah. Um, but God, th this one is, though. It's weird. Yeah. It's, and could it be a secondary copycat? I don't, exactly. Are there multiple people writing these right. letters? I'm not sure. Right. But it's all going to start coming to a head in 1983. Okay. So the letters to Mary have been going on all this time presumably i do not have them all i do not have a complete timeline mm -hmm. it escalates in such a wild way i guess maybe the circleville writer didn't feel like he was getting the attention he needed yeah. maybe mary gillespie was not taking him seriously for whatever he was demanding at this point mm -hmm. so the writer begins to leave signs around town outing mary gillespie and Superintendent Massey uh -huh. um, saying horrible things uh, about uh, Massey assaulting Mary Gillespie's children. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're true or not, but the Circleville writer at least seemed to believe they were. Yeah. The Circleville writer starts leaving these signs deliberately along Mary Gillespie's school bus route. Oh, my God. Knowing she's going to drive past they're them. They're like obsessed with her. She's going to see them. Uh-huh. Finally, she sees one of those signs and it, she's had enough. Yeah. She pulls over the bus, which I believe is empty, mm -hmm. but she pulls over the bus and runs up to one of the signs to rip it down in a rage. Yeah. When she rips down the cardboard sign, she finds something behind the sign. The Circleville writer had rigged up the post for the sign, a little box on top with a string tied to the sign itself. The string was tied to the trigger of a gun. Oh my God. So the Circleville writer had now decided to booby trap these signs. Yeah. Knowing that they were presumably going to push Mary Gillespie to her limit. Right. She would try to rip them down. And in doing so, she would fire a gun at herself. Did that die. happen? No. Were all of the signs equipped with guns? Because how could they know which one she's going to rip down? This is the more concerning part to me, and I don't see many people asking that question. Uh-huh. I don't know. You'd think 
that I might have come across an article where they're like, they checked every single sign that was the only one booby trapped. Right. They were all booby trapped. I don't know the answer to that question. Oh my Maybe God. Maybe that answer's out there, by the way. Uh-huh. The fact that I don't know, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But nowhere did I, when, where I looked at this story, did I see an answer to that question, which was also the first one that I thought of. Because how could some guy right. figure she's going to rip down this sign? Right. Booby trap them all. Of course. Or, or, and I'll dig into this momentarily. Did Mary what the Gillespie hell is going on in Circleville? Was Mary Gillespie herself trying? My mind also went there to rig the situation. Not making an accusation, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Theory was she trying to elevate the game, right? Because she was making herself a target, right? The booby trap didn't work. Is that the fault of the Circleville writer's inability to rig a booby trap? Right. Or was that constructed to be a booby trap that wouldn't work? So yeah, she it's knew by she'd design. be saved. Did she set it up herself Whew. to play the victim? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But the gun in that box had a uh, registration number. Mm-hmm. Somebody, the watcher, the writer, tried to remove it, failed to remove it. The registration number pointed to Paul. The gun. Wait, and Paul is her brother-in-law, right? It's Correct. her 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 husband who is past's brother. Her husband who is past's brother-in-law. So her okay, brother-in-law okay. too. Okay. Yeah. Paul is the one who they had also years earlier asked to write a letter to who they had believed to be the Circleville writer. So Paul's got skin in the game. What the heck? Wait, what? Now, six years after he wrote a letter accusing somebody, Paul's gun is found in this booby trap. So what are people thinking? Are they thinking that the Circleville writer is pissed at Paul and and, and framed Paul in this way? Or they're saying that... Well, on, on the spot, they're thinking way simpler than that. They're thinking, it's Paul. Right. It's Paul's gun. Right. The Circleville writer is Paul. Yeah. He, it's his gun in the booby trap. He made the booby trap. Right. Except your first point is probably the most obvious thing of all. Why would Paul be the Circleville writer, being anonymous for years, that's the use th- his own gun with the registration number still on it? That's the reason I was thinking somebody's framing him, because why would you yeah. do it this way? If you've gotten away, clearly you've got some yes. sort of smarts and evasive tactics then why would you make such a rookie mistake because here's how muddy things get did he know that people would go there's no way he would use his own gun thereby making himself look innocent Uh uh-huh he would claim that that gun went missing of course maybe it did right right maybe it didn't what a tangled web we weave how complicated is this this is this is like you know people joke about like scream being meta Mm -hmm. this circleville writer's strategy is meta because it it doesn't just rely on like i'm gonna write this letter anonymously and you know do whatever it it might go so far as i'll implicate myself because nobody would think i'd ever implicate myself right it's really the theories that become super involved in meta it's so complicated wow it's so but it is might this just a be... small town, a big town? What's going on? I've never heard of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've either. never even heard about this case. No, I had neither. Until Saturday. Thank you, Ray. Yeah, it's, thank it's you. fascinating. I've greatly enjoyed my research here. I hope it's making sense to, to people. I'm I'm trying it's very hard to It's making sense to me. So um uh uh it, it's it so they arrest Paul. Yeah. Uh and they ask him, uh they want to get a handwriting sample, mm-hmm. which is 
perfectly sensible. Yes. So they show him the Circleville letters and they have him uh, try to, to, to write what's written in the letters. Mm -hmm. uh, later, it would be pointed out, if you show somebody the handwriting of a madman <laughs> yeah, and say, right. write this, don't you think even subconsciously maybe yes. you'd accidentally mentally trace yeah the shapes of how they wrote the letters right so paul's handwriting is found to match the letters wait no wouldn't you mentally be trying not to match the letters because of you course don't... you would be trying yeah, not yeah, to yeah. match the letters but if somebody shows you right oh this, i see what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm supposed to draw that? You're almost you're not writing a letter. You're drawing a picture of the Circleville writer's letter that they sent. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So it's a flawed experiment. They should have that typewritten. Yeah. In Times New Roman. Absolutely. And show that to him and have him write it out and see if his handwriting matches. Yeah. Don't show me the Zodiac's handwriting and go mm -hmm. write this. Right. I feel like it's a it's a a game of failure. Yeah. You know, or yeah. at least, at least it's not a clean experiment. It's not a clean experiment. I really don't think that it would influence me to write like that thing. I really don't. I think I'd still just write in my handwriting. P.S. Yeah. I, 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 I don't understand how handwriting analysis can even. I think that's also pretty like junk science-y. I think it is because yeah. I would just write in bubble letters. Right. You know what I mean? Like I would just change my handwriting i know i don't know i don't know i don't know if i didn't do it i would just write the way that i write you know what i'd I would be do? like they're gonna figure it out that it's not me no you know what you know what i would do i'd be what? really really honest it'd be suspicious though because what if they then come up yes you should be honest because what if they come across what if they're looking for handwriting samples at the same time as they're asking you for one right. so it, it looks very weird that you're all of a sudden writing totally differently than you always write that makes you look more suspicious you know what i'm gonna start doing i'm gonna start what? keeping multiple journals <laughs> yeah in different kinds in different of different kinds of handwriting same day same text different yeah. kinds of handwriting i used to change my handwriting all the time so when I, I was a kid i think kids do that everybody right? experiments with yeah. it you gotta like find your you gotta find your e what's my flavor uh-huh Ooh, who do i want to be Ooh, right? who's this girl who's not trying it on absolutely exactly and handwriting is such a fun way to do it when you're a kid i loved that certainly it's yeah almost all you have to do that's true <laughs> <laughs> i tried writing in that notebook the other day by the way uh-huh it's all cramped and tiny and i don't know what i'm thinking it's in my pocket right now i wrote like five sentences and i'm like ah screw this <laughs> forget it maybe you just need a bigger notebook and you don't keep it in your pocket it's very little yeah that's a little one use the one that um andrea sent to us you're right. That it's You're right. a good That's si a good size notebook. That's a good size notebook. And I just you... wanted to have something in my pocket. You know what I mean? I wanted to have something all the you time. You have your phone in your pocket. Uh, you know what I mean? What You'll I be fine. I wrote down zombies are played out, but super fun. Mm -hmm. The only problem is you can't really read it because my handwriting also sucks. No, I like your handwriting. I like my handwriting too. Yeah, you and mom both have nice handwriting. My handwriting is dog shit. I get mocked for my handwriting. I like it. I think it's nice. Thank you. Ghosts. One is the spirit without a body. The other is a body without a spirit. Yeah, you said that on the show, and I keep thinking about it. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about it, too. Yeah. Is that fodder for a story? I think I got something. Probably is. I think I got something here. Yeah. I think, I, I think I'm working with something. I think you're cooking with something. Yeah. But I think you got to take it's it. It's called, That's My Body. Right. <laughs> you got to take it from the little notebook to either a bigger notebook or just do it on the computer. I Who know. cares? I know. However it gets out I think, is I, good. You know what? I think I might start getting some bigger paper, mm -hmm. write some letters, send them to some people, and honestly. <laughs> yeah. so, It'll get the juices flowing. <laughs> you're right. Exactly. 
exactly. It's, yeah. uh, it's, you know, you gotta you gotta get in motion to stay in motion. Right. Might share some secrets with the townies. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Paul is arrested. Mm-hmm. He is tried. Curiously, he never takes the stand in his own defense. Okay. He would later reflect on this as a blunder. <laughs> I think that's um, often not advised, I believe. Just take the stand? I, I kind of think so. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it is. Paul's locked up for about seven to ten. Oh, that sucks. Now. Does it seem like he didn't do it? Well, the Circleville writer is in jail. The letters stop. Oh. Right? Well, they should. Oh, they didn't? The letters What the hell's going on here? Coming. The letters keep on keeping on. I wonder if that, if that handwriting is blocky so it can be replicable. See, I love this th- theory. I, I've got, um, I've got, this is really weird. Mm-hmm. Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Right? So Andy Kaufman. Uh, You're saying that there's a little bit of a Tony Clifton situation going on with the Circleville writer. That is exactly right. Yeah. For those of you who do not know, Andy Kaufman was a uh, comedic personality from the 70s. Mm-hmm. He's on the show Taxi with Christopher Lloyd. That's right. We love Christopher Dave Lloyd. Vito. All of our friends were there. Judd Hirsch. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Uh, Andy Kaufman had a longtime comedy partner named Bob Zamuda. Mm-hmm. Andy Kaufman was known for toying with people's expectations and perception. Yeah. Right? So he had, you know, I think, was it this, was it his hour-long special or Christmas special? Whatever. Where he had them affect the tracking of it on TV. So yeah. it looked like your TV is glitching. Like somebody would need to pound the top of the TV and adjust the rabbit ears. Right. Andy Kaufman had baked that into the program to mess with people. Yeah. He did this routinely. It went wildly far. So far that people, he's one of the people that people are like, he never died. Yeah, right. We should look up. That's true. That's a good like one. That. Yeah. So <laughs> Andy Kaufman starts inviting somebody named Tony Clifton. To open for him when he's doing stand-up. Yeah. Tony Clifton is a tacky, brash, like nightclub singer guy. He's wearing one of those ruffly shirts, like a cheap sort of like prom tux. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A velvet blue, sky blue tux. Yeah, like what they were in Dumb and Dumber. And he talks like this. (laughs) And he yells at people. His voice is women. uncomfortable, I find. Talks a little bit like um, Alex. What's his name? What's his name? Who are you thinking of? Uh, Infowars.com. Oh, Alex Jones. Talks a little bit like yeah, Alex Jones. You're right. God, that seems like it hurts. Yes. I watched a like a little CNN special about Alex Jones a couple weeks ago. That voice is. That's why. It's not like a. Nor- he's not talking normally. You no. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pushing. Going back here. Yeah. So. People start going, Tony Clifton sucks, and he's like a misogynist and yeah. racist. It's a nightmare. And then they go, whoa, 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 I've never seen Andy Kaufman and Tony Clifton in the same place at the same time. And people go, that is Andy Kaufman. Yeah. He's putting on a fat suit yeah. and sunglasses and a big fake mustache, and he's being his own opening act. Mm-hmm. So Andy Kaufman realizes that people are on to it. Right. So Tony Clifton comes out one night, and people go, Andy, it's Andy. And then Andy Kaufman comes out mm-hmm. and they're like, Tony Clifton is not Andy Kaufman. Yeah. And it's so confusing. Turns out sometimes Tony Clifton is Andy Kaufman. Sometimes it's his par- partner, Bob Zamuda. Yeah. They figured out a persona where they can each do the same voice. Right. And they can each wear the same costume and nobody knows. 
yeah. who Tony Clifton really is. I think I love that on the surface. I think that is outstanding. <laughs> yeah, I love um, it. There was a period of time where my old writing partner, Bobby, I pitched this to him a couple of times. He never wanted to do it. Nobody mm-hmm. wants my ideas. I said, we got to find a voice we can both do. Yeah. And make a Tony Clifton. Yeah. That would be just fun to do. Right. Um, I wonder if the Circleville writer is right. a persona. It is not yeah. one person. It is multiple people. Mm-hmm. This is also partly believed to be Zodiac. You know what? Similar e- era, by the way. Yeah, yes, right. It was of the time to be writing uh, letters taunting people and to be lording your own supremacy and telling yeah. people to obey and to listen to you. Yeah. Even that, um, the first letter where it was written on that lined paper and they would use like two lines for the letters and have a space in between. Like when you learn how to write in school, a lot of the times it's that kind of lined paper so that you can like, you know, hit the curve of an S right in the middle or the F little line. One of the loops of a B should be on the top line. One of the loops of the B should be on the bottom line. Right. So that would be a good way to get two people to have handwriting that's about the same if they're following the same little guideline you're right that's brilliant you're absolutely right it's it's yeah child hand letter writing uh-huh. I, I i love that yeah i recently um listened to robert graysmith's book about mm-hmm. the, Zod- the original zodiac book because you know i'm a zodiac nut yeah and he posits a theory that i had never heard before by the end he says the zodiac letters were not written they were drawn Mm-hmm. Yeah. He believes that all the different letters came from different sources that were then projected onto a piece of paper mm-hmm. and the Zodiac traced them. Right. There is no handwriting match possible. Right. Because those letters are almost like ransom notes mm-hmm. from the 70s where somebody clipped out the letters from a magazine. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. If I and wanted. Yeah. So smart it's so a, smart yeah so simple behind the scenes yeah and that's what a good mystery can be sometimes yeah the solution itself is simple but when you try to obfuscate it you complicate it mm-hmm. you make it seem like it's more complicated than it really is when at its core it's two people who go here's how we make our letters look similar yeah yeah I, uh, brilliantly devious i know so, paul is in jail mm-hmm. and the letters keep coming paul comes up for parole and he says, but the letters never stopped. Yeah. They say, we don't care. Uh-huh. We know it's you. Yeah. They keep Paul in jail, even though oh, the letters man. never stop. Paul is released from jail. He continues to insist that he is innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Comes strolling by. Starts looking into the case. What unsolved do they mysteries, have to say? Unsolved Mysteries comes along with Robert Stack and they're going to do their story about the poison pen murder. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when this was announced or when it became clear that they were about to do this. Yeah. But, you know, Robert Stack is at the office, you know, is smoking a stogie, sure. getting his, getting his, uh, his trench coat on, his trench coat on that hair fluffed, taking a nip evidently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. According to rumor. According to rumor. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is alleged. <laughs> and somebody goes, oh, the mail's here. We got a letter. From the Circleville right. What? Mm-hmm. Forget Circleville, Ohio. If you come to Ohio, you El Sickos will pay. <laughs> El Sickos. El Sickos. Signed, the Circleville writer. What the hell's going on? They do the story anyway. Duh. 
It is. Robert Stack's not going to back down. He's afraid of He's nothing. made of stronger stuff than that. Exactly. Yeah. Kristen, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what boogeymen are afraid? Boogeymen look under their bed for Robert Stack. Absolutely. Can we get Chuck There's Norris a- jokes to be I was about written to say the about exact Robert same Stack? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those old, <laughs> old jokes. <laughs> yeah. Don't even change the form of the joke. No, just, just insert Robert replace. Stack. In- behind Robert Stack's beard, there's only another fist. He doesn't have a beard. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? They all work. They're as good as gold. They're everything. Yeah. Uh, just the flavor of Unsolved Mysteries won me over instantly. Instantly, the second that I was watching it. So um, at one point they wrote this uh, that I thought was uh, uh, fantastic. Paul's in jail. They, they say, everyone assumed that with Paul behind bars, the letters would stop. Everyone was wrong. Nice. Just like that flavor, that totally. simplicity, that, that tone. It's the best. It, it really is the best. So... It's the gold standard. I love it. It truly is. So Paul's release from jail continues to say he's innocent. He even goes so far as to assemble a 176-page long timeline of events from his perspective Uh that I found a link to, and the link had changed to be some, like, PDF about a movie. Oh. So it was wrong, so I couldn't read it, which was very unfortunate. Yeah. But the point is, Paul stays very much involved. Huh. And uh, he's in the Unsolved Mysteries episode. And he says, listen, so that's you... not my family anymore, but yeah. I still want to know. I think everybody should be questioned. What do you think? Do you think he's innocent? <sighs> it's said that, uh, so Paul dies in 2012. Okay. So we'll never know about, unless we catch the other guy, right? Yeah. We may never know. Mm-hmm. Now, I read something from last year. Now, mm-hmm. this came from where? This came from CBS News. A variety of uh, uh, professionals, including including Robin Yoakum. Um, My favorite professional. Insists, after looking at all the letters and doing further handwriting analysis, they say, I don't think it was Robert Yoakum who said this, mm-hmm. um, but they say, basically, you cannot change your entire handwriting. Yeah. Um, some things are just like baked in it was beverly east handwriting expert beverly east who said numbers don't lie Mm -hmm. numbers give it away and she would swear on a stack of bibles in court the person who wrote the circleville writer letters was paul Hmm. he may have written them ahead of going to jail yeah had an accomplice who sent him out yeah but he wrote them that's what she insists today as recently as last year yeah that's not the only other theory out there though because another show got a hold I, I was watching a bunch of stuff for this this was very enjoyable sounds fun thank yeah. you again to ray i really enjoyed my time with this mystery i'm loving hearing about it and it was so it was so like potent and flavorful yeah unsolved mysteries it, you know, like they covered multiple things per episode the way yeah. we used to do yeah so not only did they cover um the uh the circleville writer letters they also covered that time agatha christie went missing oh i love that you story. know it was just like such cool like ephemera yep. and then i found out that drunk history Mm-hmm. covered this story as well. Excellent. But you know how they do like multiple topics per episode? Yep. Kind of like we used to do. Yeah. They also covered that time Agatha Christie went missing. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Why do those pairs tonight? And we've covered when Agatha Christie went missing. Did I mention that? No. Episode 37. Nice. That's when we covered when Agatha Christie went missing. Yeah. I hear about that. I also wrote it up as a blog post that's on gttupod.com. Good. Somewhere. That should be on gttupod. I think it is. It better be. Yeah. Want it there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know why. I wrote that one just for us, so it probably is on there. Excellent. Yeah. I don't know why Circleville and, and Agatha, Agatha 
Unless Drunk History was watching Unsolved Mysteries and was like, let's do these both. Yeah, weird. So Drunk History, the episode, uh, uh, they have Georgia Hardstark from Uh My Favorite Murder. She tells the story of the Circleville writer. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, And by the end of the episode, they do something that I want to say is like almost unprecedented and shocking. Okay. Uh, uh, What's the guy's name who runs that show? Derek. It's Derek something. I don't know. Winters? Maybe. Walters? Something with a W? Jessica Walters. I'll look. Yeah, I, I, I want to get his name right. Yeah. But so uh, he goes, you know what? I bet I know what happened. Mm. I bet that it was Mary Gillespie. She wrote the letters. She set up the booby trap. She did it all. She didn't want her husband to know about her affair. Uh, it was her the entire time. It was definitely her. Uh-huh. And I was watching and I was thinking like, it's one thing for like, Guide to the Unknown to say stuff like yeah. this, but constantly go like, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Right. I want to know if there was any reaction to that fall. I didn't find anything. Right. But I thought it was pretty big of drunk history. Yeah. To just go, I bet she did it. Well, maybe they were drunk. It certainly is a theory that and the story still... kind of leads you to. Right. You know? Yeah. But it's just, Derek just... Waters, by the way. Derek Waters? Yes. It just sort of surprised me that on that sort of venue, mm-hmm. they posited a theory about somebody's guilt and sort of right. joked about it like, right I don't, I don't know yeah i mean allegedly uh, supposedly allegedly what of course well, we kind of just did that naturally know. but yeah well i mean i don't know we didn't plant our flag on anyone suspect no and so. i can't i can't plant my flag the story sort of goes cold so to to uh to believe what i've read online after unsolved mysteries gets their letter mm-hmm. shortly after no more letters ever again huh Wow, what a story. Isn't it? And was there gossip yeah. going on besides Mary Gillespie? Were they writing to just like, you they know, were. yeah, like the hairdresser is having an affair with this person? It like, wasn't quite on that scale. I, 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 that was sort of how like I got uh, kind of bewitched by the concept. Oh, that's right. It happened early on, you said, I guess. That yeah. The other people were getting the letters. I forgot. Yeah. yeah but I, I, I did think that it was just like almost one morning, everybody checked the mail. Right. And, and simultaneously, everyone got a letter that outs the entire town's sins. Yeah. Um, that would be fascinating. Yeah, it would be. That's like, that's a great fodder for a story right there. Man. But uh, no, it was just some unknown person with I bet we'll a never confusing know. unknown motive, except possibly murdering Ron Gillespie. Right. And taking a shot or dodging a shot and possibly trying to booby trap a sign to murder Mary Gillespie or get her to kill herself. But even that, that's almost like a saw trap yes. kind of a thing. You know, like that's... And if yeah. if you if you are to, let's thought experiment, assume that it is Paul, mm-hmm. like why? What's the motive? I, <sighs> just Just power? I, I think that there was a motive posited, but mm-hmm. I, I don't, quite frankly, I don't remember. Yeah. But there's just so much like evidence that seemingly ties him right. to it. The gun right. and the, the handwriting. Totally. When you've gotten, here's the other way of looking at it. When you have nothing else. Right. That stuff looks especially Absolutely. intriguing. Absolutely. Uh, but it does seem strange to me. But to, and to what end? Like, why? What was going on there personally that he wanted to out Mary so bad that he wanted to kill her and Ron? Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I would hazard to say that we can still somewhat lean on why did Zodiac write letters? Why did BTK I know. send letters? Some of it is for personal glory. Yes. And yeah, a, a personal feeling of power. Yeah, I mean, most horrible things boil down to that, Yeah, is wanting power. Yeah, That is a nutty story, William. Yeah. 
Holy moly. What do all men with power want? More, More power. power. Boy. Said that. Who? The Oracle from the Matrix. <laughs> I just filled it in because it makes sense to me that that's what they want. I didn't realize it was a quote. Yep. You know what? He was right. One of the wisest people. Oracle is a woman, or at least her programming makes oh, her look like a woman. God, what's going she's on? Not with... She's not technically human. So, yeah. Anyway. What's so going on with me today? I keep doing sexist things. Kristen's, uh, fight the power. It's Kristen. I know. My internalized misogyny is showing. I'm taking Kristen down. Yeah. Um, but there you go. The Circle Boy. Girl Rider. Incredible. Thank and you, Will. Thank you, Ray. Yeah, thank you, Ray. For Holy crap. I love it. I've never heard any of that before. No. That's a wild story. It's just a wild. That's and that's really what it is. This is not a ghost story. This is not aliens. This is not you know some. Sometimes bit of folklore. we cover a wild story. Secret it's societies. Just a, a mind blowing wild story that kind of makes your head spin uh-huh. and flings you off into all of these like what if scenarios. Yeah. and that's what's fun about mysteries. That's, yes. Yeah, Absolutely. it's just a real crazy story. But yeah, that's uh, uh, that's that one. And if you well, want to check out that Agatha Christie story, that is in Guide to the Unknown 37. Mm-hmm. That's a great story too, Snoogans. Snooch to the booch. Uh. Um, if, <laughs> as this episode drops, we should finally have the trailer for Clerks 3. <laughs> Kevin Smith is teased. As our audience has been waiting on with bated Everyone's breath. Everyone's been waiting. <laughs> when this episode drops, I will have seen it. Kings of New Jersey, uh-huh. as will I have. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's go from one sprawling, mm-hmm. mind-bending story to the big reveal of what I will be telling you about next week. Nooch, nooch. Nooch, snooch the bitch, stick. <laughs> <laughs> Hard pivot uh, into Kevin Smith lore. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stink pump me. No. Okay, I am going to explain to William, give him an overall lay of the land yes. of... Pretty Little Liars, the entire series. Can is there something I should watch? Should I watch like the the pilot, or should I watch the the finale? What I, what if I watch the finale and I had to make sense of that? Would it make sense? Absolutely not. Would it be fun or just head spinning? I if anything, I would say watch the pilot. I th- I think I've said it on the show. I think the pilot is like a perfect pilot. Okay, I think it's so good. So maybe maybe give that a look. Yeah, all right. Um, it sets everything up. You like get to know the people. I haven't watched. Well, I guess I watched it like last year. I remember right. watching it. I was like, "Damn, this is a hell of an intro episode of a show." You don't really see this a lot. All right. Um, I think it's on HBO Max. You know, um, who I think the perfect pilot is? Who I know? Who <laughs> whoever's a pilot on wings? Uh, Sully Sullenberger. <laughs> I think a lot of people think that's the perfect pilot. I misphrased. I I, I led you to what the punchline was going to be because I misphrased. I should have said, you know what I think the perfect pilot is. But I said, you know who I think. The oh, perfect- yeah. I already ruined the joke. But Sully Sullenberger is that guy who hit a bird. Yeah. <laughs> then landed on the river. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, blew that joke. I guess mine is Steven <laughs> Weber. I assume he was a pilot on wings. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. All right. These are great jokes we got here at the end. Oh, I'm not joking. If you made it to the end of the episode, congratulations. Yeah. But anyway, um, we will be talking about Pretty Little Liars next week. I am passionate about Pretty Little Liars. Um, I look forward to talking about it. It's something that I've wanted to explain. I've explained it to Will here and there. But believe it or not, I don't want to shock you. I know next to nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember anything you said to me. 
And the timing is perfect because the Pretty Little Liars re reboot comes out at the end of the month. Right. So this can be perhaps if you're interested in the reboot, which I think is pretty disconnected to, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, to the original show. So you'd be fine anyway. But if you're curious about what the original show was like, this can help you through. So it'll be a digest of the original slash something of a primer, at least yeah. thematically for the new one. Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. I'll, I'll have to have seen. I can't it. wait for you to meet Aria, Spencer, Hannah and Emily. Whatever. Yeah. Um, also, this pivots neatly into we did something brand new and interesting uh, yes. this week. We had a different kind of guide to the unknown drop this past Wednesday where we spoke with a couple of people. Yeah. Chelsea Weber-Smith of Euphemet, mm -hmm. Jim Perry. Oh, wow. I, I yeah. flopped him. Yeah. Chelsea Weber-Smith of American Hysteria mm -hmm. and Jim Perry of Euphemet. And I yeah. believe Pretty Little Liars came up in that conversation. It did. Yeah, because yeah. Chelsea is also a big fan. So this is on your brain. Oh. And you got to get it out of your system. Absolutely. I don't know if there's any getting it out. Just barf it out on Guide to the Unknown and move know. on with our lives. I don't know if it's going to work because I, I think about it all the time. <laughs> Every morning. And last thing I think about when I go to sleep, first thing I think about when I wake up. Honestly, I do sometimes go to sleep listening to a Pretty Little Liars podcast. Okay. Because I know it so well. Like, I don't really, like, have to stay awake to, you know, find out the next thing. So it's easy to, like, drift off with. But I'm still kind of entertained. It's called Bros Watch PLL 2. PLL2? As well. Oh, as well. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because the idea is that it's not like, for bros. Yeah, right. But we but we do watch it. Yes. Well, I'll be one of them. Yeah, exactly. So that's next week. Come back for that. Yes. Thank mm -hmm. you all so much for hanging out with us. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thanks yep. again to Ray. The power of just telling us an, an alluring piece of information. I know. Completely. Astounding. You've bewitched us. Blown away. Send your yeah. topic suggestions to gttupod at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Send us things that you'd like us to watch and, and talk about on the Netherworld Dispatch as yeah. well. Uh, your favorite Unsolved Mystery episodes, clips from Unsolved Mysteries, any mm -hmm. reenactments yeah. would be preferable. Those I are the good say. stuff. Uh, you'll understand more on the Netherworld Dispatch coming this Monday. Patreon.com slash gttupod. Yep. Find a size that fits. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You can also go to gttupod.com. That's the home of Guides the Unknown, where you can find links to all of our previous episodes, some blog posts, like I mentioned before, like the Agatha Christie one, information about advertising with us, links to our Facebook group, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And uh, gttupod is also on social media, at gttupod. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also follow us online. Yep. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at the myth traveler so thank you all so much for following us down this complicated story with a lot yeah. of twists and turns and a mystery that lingers and lives on possibly forever to this day we'll be back next week for something that definitely ended well did it though <laughs> it wrapped up did it though St at least stop it's back it is back yeah it's back just like a oh boy oh boy oh boy but until that time comes we must travel back to the netherworld go Back, actually, over to Rosewood. Go away. Rosewood, Pennsylvania. You're savoring this too much for my likeling. <laughs> Your likeling? My likeling. Whatever. <laughs> nooch, nooch. Snooch the nooch, my little bitch. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.